Podcasting from Las Vegas, one of the fastest growing cities in the world, world, where what happens in Vegas can sometimes land you in a whole lot of trouble. This is Mediation Ninjas, where we discuss a variety of mediation topics, explore proven mediation techniques, and review overall conflict resolution strategies. Here are your hosts and Mediation Ninjas. Pat Batie and Wes Miller. Hey, so back for another episode of Mediation Ninjas. Yes. How are you today? Well, you know, I'm thinking a lot about this case that was recently decided about a police officer in Dallas. Yes. That was convicted of murder. Yes. And sentenced and was, yeah. And there was a lot of discussion in the news reporting that I watched about questioning her bias or if she had bias that really influenced or played a role in what she did. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about like my own experiences as a mediator and when I may have let bias interfere with how I mediate or, you know, the work that I do. Right, right. We all have biases, you know, as mediators, we are neutral third parties who are not making the decision, at least in the facilitative model that we use here at the Neighborhood Justice Center, but we still are human. We have our own unique experiences and sometimes those biases just kind of leak out yeah and you know i have a tendency to do that but bef- yeah i have a tendency to do that but be what but, but. <laughs> before what okay <laughs> so, so here's what happened i was mediating an eviction case mm-hmm. and the guy had come with his whole stack of receipts you know the inch high thick stack of receipts and he's ruffling through all these receipts mm-hmm. because he's sure that he has paid rent and he has paid deposits the, and mm-hmm. he's just paid everything. Right, right. And But the amount that he thought he had paid or the amount that his receipt showed didn't add up to the amount that the landlord felt they were entitled to. Right. And in caucus, his position on that was that if he couldn't prove it with his receipts that mm-hmm. the landlord should open up her bank account <laughs> and allow him to go into her bank account and show where he could show where all the money was deposited that he had paid her. Find his receipt in her bank account. <laughs> yeah, he was, you know, so between the receipts and between that. So I, I was really, you know, so I, I, I have a bias on that. Probably because I'm a landlord who has had tenants not pay mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then not have their receipts. Uh, but I can check that, right. so I think. Uh, okay, okay. And anyway, at one point, I asked a question, which I thought was a very legitimate question. And the, the, the question was, so what is your understanding of who has the burden of proof in presenting evidence 
Right. So good question. Or was it? <laughs> because <laughs> his response. <laughs> yeah, tone and time. Because the response was not what I expected. It was a big expletive, which we're kind of we're going to keep this a family rated show. So family I will friendly. not say the expletive, but let's let's suffice it to say that if I said it, we would have to check mark explicit on the publishing notes for this episode. Okay, can you tell us what it rhymes with? Um, <laughs> <laughs> something about like one of those like is it is it a duck that floats in water or something? You know the the, the duck. The, oh, a duck truck yeah something like yeah <laughs> something it could like be that. a truck and okay. something like that you oh <laughs> and let's uh, not forget that part who it was directed yeah to. that's that's right it was directed at me <laughs> and why. he gathered up all his myriad of papers and receipts and stormed out of the courthouse like never to be seen again wow at least not by the media very interesting. So you asked a question about, from his understanding, whose burden of proof is it to prove whatever he right. was trying to and his, prove. His first response to me was, are you calling me a liar? Hmm. Are you saying that I'm supposed to have this burden of proof and you're calling me a liar? And then came the expletive, mm -hmm. you. Okay, okay. And he stormed out. So I kind of realized that maybe there must have been something in my tone or could have been, you know, in my facial expression. Who knows? It could have been anything. Certainly it was part of that bias that I have about who has a responsibility for keeping track of their records. Okay, so let's put this together. As a landlord yourself, you have the knowledge of who really does have the burden, which it is not you as a landlord if your tenant cannot find their receipt and you're in eviction yeah. court because why, why of non-payment. Why else do I write a receipt? Why would I waste my time and energy writing you a receipt if you don't have a responsibility to hold on to it? Right, right. Well, not only that, the part about wanting to go into the landlord's account, checking account, and have them prove what they, if, if the evidence was there per se, I don't think they would have been in eviction court <laughs> you know it's probably they didn't pay well, so now not necessarily because okay. there are parties that could have forgotten to she could have forgotten to write down a payment that he made this is true this is true however it wouldn't have been her obligation to prove that it was there I, and I there is the rub yeah and I guess my bias is that if I'm taking you to eviction court that I've done my due diligence to know that it wasn't there. So neither here nor there, you have a bias. And so there's and an example that we out. each have a bias. Yes, it leaked out in your mediation and it ended with um, duck or truck you and the party stormed out. Right. Okay, so what happened next? What happened next was I spent a lot of time trying to think about, okay, what could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the, the message and probably the message of the now ex-police officer in Dallas mm -hmm. who probably has been doing a lot of thinking about what could she have done differently. Mm -hmm. Because obviously there's an example if that was bias, which is what a lot of people are attributing that to. Mm -hmm. This has had like incredible Ramifications. Ramifications. Yeah, sure. And 
you know so yeah my little faux pas with bias was bad certainly not as bad as what happened in dallas but i guess that either way it doesn't matter the question is what can we do to better check and attend to those biases that we have yeah, it is important, as I mentioned earlier, as mediators, we do want to be neutral and we have to think about the biases that we bring into the room and how do we keep those at bay because, you know, they can come out in the questions that we ask, maybe the tone and timing concerning how you ask the question of your party and um, have consequences. One, one of the things that came to mind for me was the fact that I don't even know if I realized that I had that bias mm -hmm. until after the experience happened. Okay, so it's, um, I believe when we are mediating situations that we have familiarity with, such as landlord, your landlord, landlord tenant, um, folks who have a certain bias about um, animals or anything, you, we have to recognize because we, we have them. Yeah, so right? I guess the first step is to really think about, yeah, if you're gonna do an animal case and you don't like animals, mm -hmm. and there are people out there who don't like don't animals. Just keep it real. Or this is true. you're a landlord or you have a certain level of expertise or no expertise right. in an area. Does that influence or does that impact your bias? Yeah, that's an important question. So, and then what do you do with it? That's the question. So awareness is the key. First, we have to be aware of them. Um, like in your case, you wasn't aware until it was too late. So, when story you, of my life. Right. So you didn't have to agree so quickly. Right. <laughs> notice, so, notice, I, notice, I said in the story of my life, and she's like, this, this yeah. doesn't even take a breath. And she's right, like, right, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. I can always count on you to make it real. Oh, All right, so, just so, keep your one Andre. Uh huh. Yep. So, see how she, see how she is too. I'm interested in um, when thinking back on that. How did you say it? Your tone and tone. So I, I I think the way I said it was <laughs> as you leaned in. As I, <laughs> as I as I used supporting body language <laughs> to support my bias by leaning in. I said, so what is your understanding of who has the burden of proof? And if you notice. What was the emphasis on? I just said, what is your understanding? Uh -huh. And just that way of saying is mm -hmm. would would have, has a meaning. So, yes. That yes. has a meaning. Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe a better way to have said that way. So, so tell me more about your understanding of the burden of proof and how that works. evidence is handled, mm -hmm. how that works. Mm -hmm which would be very different from, so what is your understanding? Right, just might as well <laughs> or, obvious, say. or obvious lack thereof. Right, right, because you know what, you're getting on my nerves right now with all this um, high, high, what did you say, it was an inch high of paperwork? Oh yeah, all this paperwork and you know, rustling through it and you know making all this noise with all these papers. And of course they're all crumpled and look like they've been in the, you know, 
the bottom of a sock drawer or something oh, just crinkled. Oh, and, oh, oh, oh wait a minute, do we have more yeah. bias you coming out? <laughs> these crumpled papers, he must be a slob. And <laughs> coming in here, your stuff is all unorganized, and that is just getting on my nerves. Yeah, she's right probably now. glad to get you uh, and your filthy mess out of her apartment. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, that's probably all there. Yeah. Okay, so let's have That's one thing, you, you do make me own it. Oh, hey, I. Hey, I'm here to serve. <laughs> I'm here to serve. So how did you feel about the party when you saw visually how he was maybe handling his paperwork? Can you remember the feeling that you felt? Yeah, all those things that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. All that we just talked about was, you know, like, obviously... Obviously, Mm -hmm. if your paperwork is all crumpled and it's all disorganized and disheveled, then of course you aren't responsible. And Mm -hmm. she's probably certainly has her paperwork in order Uh and should probably be glad she's getting rid of you. Okay, and so (laughs) recognizing and we were talking about how we address it as mediators. So first recognizing how the feeling, you know, that we feel towards one party can be the first indicator of, oh, maybe I really need to pay attention to how I ask questions and my bias is not leaking out onto this party because I can already tell that this person is kind of irritating me or whatever the feeling is. We have to identify that. And be very aware in the moment. Yes, in the Being moment. Being aware in the moment. In the moment. Um, the next thing I think is to then be aware of the feeling I had later. Because I will tell you, the instant that it happened, I felt really bad. Okay. And I felt like I had done a great you know, disservice mm-hmm. to this client. That I did not give him the, the, the adequate or appropriate attention or service that a, a good mediator gives to a client. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will tell you that moving forward, and this, this happened a while back, but moving forward, keeping that in mind has also reminded me to be attentive to what's going on and, and what's happening with my feelings at the given moment. Because I don't want a repeat of that set of feelings. Because it was interesting how that set of feelings immediately replaced and diminished the feelings I had had before, which were the the negative bias mm-hmm. feelings. Well, that's important. And hey, we all are in the same room, and that's the room for improvement. As mediators, we never reach the pinnacle. At least I, I can speak for myself. I feel like there's always more to know, more to learn, and more room to grow in this profession. So so I'm glad to hear you say that because um, in the last couple of minutes we had before we're finished here, I do need to revisit a previous episode <laughs> where a certain... I thought you were going to forget about uh, that. <laughs> where a certain mediation ninja said, we were talking about paradigms and how you you know might miss things. And a certain mediation ninja we all know <clears throat> said, oh, I've never had that happen. That would be well, I don't think in a it was previous that quite episode. Profound. Oh, it was profound. <laughs> It was profound. I bet it's never. Said I couldn't think that, of anything. You said that has never happened time. to me. Let's play back the tape, okay? <laughs> that has never happened to me. Um, do you want to uh, share anything about that? Or? Oh my goodness! Okay, so just to put your 
Mind at Ease. You had come in asking me about new signage on the walk into our building, which I replied, signage? What signage? There's no signage. I haven't seen any signage. Are you sure there's signage? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, leave because, it work. Because she's never had an experience where she didn't see something. So, how could it possibly be signage? Uh-huh. Signage. I'm just like pedestrian signage. So, sure enough, we're walking to our vehicles, and boom, there's the signage a big red sign telling us about pedestrians on this particular street. And of course, being the good friend that I am. You had to point that out to uh-huh. me to make yes. sure and tell me that you're gonna remind me about my indiscretions uh-huh. <laughs> on the next episode. Yeah, somebody has to do it, so. <laughs> so well. So as a, just a, a callback to a previous episode where we talked about paradigms and, and missing, missing things, things that, that are right, right in front, front of, of us. Uh, Mm -hmm. It can happen to even the best of the mediation ninjas. (laughs) And on that note, I say till next time. Until next time, check those biases, people. Know that we all have them, but take notice of how things are making you feel. And then take even more notice of how to keep your biases in check. And how to use care in the way you attend to... Yeah, because we don't want um, truck or duck you to come out from your parties because you've let them slip out. (laughs) And that's it, folks. Till next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Mediation Ninjas Show with your ninjas, Pat Petit and Wes Miller. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, mediationninjas.com. And be sure to join us next week for another exciting and thought-provoking discussion about the fascinating profession of mediation and conflict resolution. Until next time, remember, don't hesitate, mediate.